0: and welcome to Art Drama Lama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Manchi.
1: I'm Vartika. I'm Sianja.
0: And today we're going to look beyond...
2: <clears throat> wow. Sorry. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> name.
1: <laughs> Lynn Sturtevant. So next up in our hiatus season, I'll be talking about Lynn Sturtevant. She was an American conceptual artist whose work resembled that of Andy Warhol, Roy Lichtenstein, Robert Rauschenberg, Marcel Duchamp, Jasper Johns, Keith Haring, and a bunch of other well-known figures of contemporary art. And one thing to note, and I'll explain this further later on, she was known professionally as just Sturtivant. Not Elaine, not Elaine Sturtivant, just Sturtivant. She was not a forager. Instead, because of her art style, she was sometimes called the mother of appropriation art, which was a movement that flourished in the 1980s and afterward. Appropriation art, much like it sounds, makes new artworks by reproducing old ones, but it's with characteristic bluntness, as she preferred to call her working method repetition. As a replicator, Sturtemont was an original. So a Sturtemont work is as instantly an uncannily rare recognizable as an Andy Warhol silk screen or a Jasper Johns flag. But at the same time, each in its own way was a deliberately inexact likeness of its more famous progen- progenitors. By holding up her imprecise mirror to a gallery of 20th, 20th century Titans, Sturtemont spent her career exploring ideas of authenticity, icon- city, iconicity, and making the making of artistic celebrity. She also studied the waxing and waning of the public appetite for styles such as pop and minimalism and ultimately the nature of the creative process itself. Someone said in some ways her style is just her medium. She was the first postmodern artist before the fact and also the last. Wait
0: can I ask what is exactly like an example of her work? Is she... Taking is she essentially making a replication of other contemporary artists' works, like she's making her own Campbell soup cans or Jasper John flags,
1: essentially. But she's adding like her own little touch to it. Okay. Um, kind of like I guess what we do—we add llamas to it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, is it like
1: new servants <clears throat> of this century? <laughs> Okay. So this is kind of how
2: like Warhol would like replicate things and like change up the color.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of like that. Um like her or who did the Marilyn Monroe? That was Warhol. That was her, right? yeah. Yeah, so Warhol's Marilyn Monroe has like a certain color scheme, but then hers is just like slight like it doesn't look that different, but it looks like it's under i don't know to me the one image that i looked at it looks like it went through um what is that thing called when it's like not x-ray but all of the colors are like opposite sort of um, oh uh
0: i know what you're talking about but i don't I don't
1: know that that's what it looks like to me but
0: inverse inverse. yeah kind
1: of inverse um that's, like, what the Marin Monroe one reminds me of. And it's surprising that, like, as I'll talk about later on, like, she seems to be such a famous artist, and I'm sure we've seen her works before, but I feel like I've never heard of her name until I did research.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that we, like, saw her work and thought it was
1: Warhol or one of the other, I guess.
0: Jasper Johns or...
1: Wittgenstein or whoever yeah yeah okay so though she freely inhabited the artistic skins of others Sturtevant took great measures to obscure the particulars of her own story early in her career she stopped using her given name like it was so much distracting baggage so that's why she went by Sturtevant and until the end of her life she countered interviewers that. biographical queries with two-word responses, like dumb question, insisting that they only focus on the work itself, work alone, like no personal questions, basically. And the way it was, like, the articles that I read were written where she would just say, like, dumb question. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of Sahania. (laughs) Like, Hmm. I don't know. Like, if you don't want to answer a question, I feel like that's something you would do, be like, dumb question, moving on.
2: (laughs) I feel, I don't know, because I've never, like, really been, like, interviewed, like, professionally, right? The only time I remember somebody asking me something and me being like, that's dumb, was I was trying to get, like, okay, I had gotten this car because I crashed my other one. And I bought it through, like, my aunt's boyfriend. And I was supposed to, like, put the title of the car under my name, right? And it was a whole fucking process. And I ended up having to, like, the paper they gave me, something was wrong with it. it, Because it was, like, the title. Like, I think too many names were there. Or because I bought it from her boyfriend rather than, like, the last owner directly. Or through a dealership. I had to go get this, like, bond thing. That basically secu- like, was saying like, hey, I didn't steal this car. Like, I got it through legitimate ways. Here's the bond that kind of gives me ownership for a little bit. But I let it expire because, <clears throat> first of all, I like had gotten COVID. Second, of- like I had a whole month to do this. But that whole month was full of shit that I had to like do. So I- the bond expired and I had to go get it again. And then the lady was uh, like why'd you let it expire and I was so pissed like I don't even know why this fucking question pissed me off so goddamn much (laughs) I was all like I don't understand how that's important yeah because in my head I was like what do you care if I let it fucking like because the way she asked me it was like like a child like like why didn't you do your homework I was all like Ma'am, I come to your establishment to spend even more money? Like, isn't that what you fucking want? Like, why do you care that I let this shit expire? And I was like, like I don't understand how this question is relevant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My job.
2: Yeah, and then she was like, oh. And then she, like, explained to me why. I was like, I know why. Like, <laughs> but I don't understand why you, as another adult, asking me why I let something expire. Yeah. Like, obviously, I let it expire because I was too... Like, if somebody came up to me and did that i was just like okay if i was concerned for the i'd be like oh like what happened right but overall i probably wouldn't be i'll be like oh i would assume like they just forgot or like they were too busy okay yeah here you go here's a new bond like done
0: yeah
2: so so i feel like that's what i would do i'd be like why are you asking me this versus like that's stupid Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) which i guess is another way of going like this is stupid
0: (laughs) i feel like you will have more of that reaction the older we get because it'll be like the get off my lawn kind of attitude like the grumpy old person attitude will come full so don't
1: mess with tanya <laughs>
0: <laughs> or
2: like if you're gonna mess with me you better expect me to like rebuttal like <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah
2: like here's the thing i also feel like when it comes to like artists and stuff i feel like sometimes interviewers ask these questions to get like a reaction out of them mm. And I feel like if you make that specific interviewer like explain themselves and they're then they like backtrack because now they're yeah. on the spot, you know? And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, moving on. And then they'll go back to asking normal questions.
0: Yeah. I think you're right.
2: Yeah, because if somebody okay, right in my little delusional head, I'll become a famous like artist, right? If somebody really came up to me and asked me something fucking stupid, I'd be like, Why are you like genuinely why are you asking me this? <laughs> Like, are you really asking me this? Cause like you genuinely want to know, or like are you are you trying to cause some drama, even though that's how I started with a drama podcast? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I, I respect for her saying dumb question. I also feel like Sandra will do that one day. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like not those words exactly, but yeah, like why is this okay. relevant? for yourself.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> okay <laughs> glad to know I'm known as the bitch and no, I'm kidding
0: no you're just you're much more like willing to push people to be honest be the change world. you want to see I
2: think you know I've been contemplating this a lot but I'm trying to think maybe I'm a little too confrontational
0: yeah as your friends, as your co-podcasters, nah.
2: Well, here's the thing, Manchi. You love a controversy.
0: <laughs> I mean, for our podcast, it's great to have confrontations. Yeah, I feel like here's the thing. Most
2: people like that are confrontational don't like confrontation themselves. Like if somebody throws it back, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Versus me, I'll fight them back. But then you, I feel you thrive in confrontation. You're like, okay, let's play. <laughs> Like, you don't understand the other person's angry. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> let me keep going.
1: Or What was it? Our gem year <laughs> Yes,
2: like, literally, like, I had never seen Bartika, first of all, argue with you about something. Second of all, be that upset over something. You just kept going.
1: I mean, okay.
2: I was
0: all like, man, she just let it go. And then you were like, you know, No, I think
1: about it sometimes. I'm like... <laughs>
0: I honestly can't remember what we were arguing. Like, I really can't remember what I was Every saying. Every time <laughs> I see Lapis Lazuli,
2: I think about that fucking argument. And you're really out here saying, I don't even remember.
0: I honestly cannot remember what my stance was or what Tika's stance was. It was something about if it's real or not, but I can't remember. Yeah. What
2: you were was. literally like, well, it looks like the real thing. Why do I need the real thing?
0: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We're going to have to rehash the conversation. <laughs> So yeah, if you guys are wondering, um, it was a
2: llama exclusive,
1: right? Yeah, let me let me tell them which episode it okay. was. she's Pulling <laughs> up the archives. Yes,
0: our historian. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like, part of it is just a reality got up because it's fun, right? We are a drama podcast. This is why
2: you're infuriating. Because here's the thing, ha ha ha! I made them mad. I got fun, but that stays with the
0: other person i guess that's true i mean because i i felt like you guys also thought it wasn't good fun i didn't realize you guys were so upset
2: i like i didn't know what to do i was just like okay i'm gonna let them do their thing but then Martika actually started to get upset and i was uh, like okay i have to be in her corner because i know what it's like to have man fucking piss you off (laughs) and just like refuse to hear why like your opinion like here's the thing with you, Manchi. At one point, people are like, or at least me, right? When I argue with you, at one point I'm like, okay, Manchi's just gonna have her opinion, and I'm gonna have mine. But I just want her to understand why I have mine. And I you mean- just keep
0: going like, okay, Anne,
2: and like, oh my god.
0: Yeah, 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 well, okay. Here's here's what you have to understand. Like to me, that is me trying to figure out the way you're thinking about things
2: like by going okay Anne. like that's yeah,
0: essentially that's it not sounds not like how a, you, okay so what you talk to people I mean, genuinely is that what okay i don't mean to come off like i like in my head i'm just trying to poke holes so i answer all my questions i have about your opinion like i have right. to like i'm asking you questions in order to help like essentially i'm like asking you questions because i want your rebuttal so it okay answers but you questions. don't
2: ask okay and you don't say okay
0: and wait when do I say okay 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 I'll have to read look back and re-examine because I feel bad if I that is the way I come across that is not the way I mean to okay you don't
2: <laughs> you don't like explicitly say okay and but your questions have that feeling okay there so okay listeners valuable lesson diction is everything okay diction and tone diction and tone unfortunately as literally a person who pisses people off constantly like myself I'm not talking about managing because I have a I've known to have a monotone voice and that really rubs people the wrong way a lot of the time so this is a very infuriating lesson I had to learn myself
0: tone and diction are everything yeah yeah I think I mean I should go back and listen to our podcast. I mean, I do all the editing, so I should pay a lot more attention. Um,
1: this is so a- yeah. If if you guys were wondering which episode that was, <laughs> it was from September twenty twenty one. So it's almost been two years. Um, but this was Volume One, Issue Five. Two llamas fight about rocks. So this was, I I guess, still pretty early on in our llama exclusives. Yeah, and kind of pretty early on in our episodes in general wow I thought it was last year but it's been a while
0: yeah I mean it's yeah I can't believe it's like a year and a half and I think it has had such a massive impact on (laughs) our lives (laughs) Uh, I mean okay here's the thing when I went back and edited the podcast I genuinely didn't think we sounded angry and I didn't think we were allowed either we like didn't really seem to be upset, Tika. <laughs>
1: but like clearly, I, I listened to it. Also, yeah. once we posted it, and I was like, "This is kind of funny." But then I could also <laughs> feel myself being like, "Oh, there, go- there goes Mandy again." Wait,
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> okay. So we had such
1: different reactions because I was
0: listening to it, and I was like, "We don't even sound upset at each other, I and mean, we don't even sound like angry. It just sounds like we're having a normal conversation." <laughs>
1: So maybe we should, like, not just enunciate more, but, like, make sure our emotions because <laughs> <should get through. laughs> we see each other on the screen and we can see each other getting agitated. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, but to me, it didn't really sound like we were upset. So,
1: <clears throat> All right, maybe I'll go back and re-listen to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what it was is we just signed out smiley so then it doesn't seem like we were upset each other you know because we were so smiley about
1: it it sounds like our when you say smiley but we were arguing that sounds like our it sounds like our pre-cal teacher in high school who would like get mad at us while smiling she'd be like don't do that guys
0: that's scary i don't remember that
1: she was always
2: like this
0: oh Hold Maybe on. you have My a issue tone,
2: Manchi. Maybe I do. <laughs> I believe it to- <laughs> as we're discovering.
0: This is not good. I think we derailed you enough, Tika.
1: <laughs> All right. So yeah, back to Sturt So in the 1960s and early 1970s, she kept getting vilified by artists like Klaus Oldenburg. And she quoted, or she's quoted to say, Oldenburg is ready to kill me, it all makes him drive up dive up a wall. And she said this to Time Magazine in 1969, which was two years after she created Oldenburg's The Store, just several blocks from its Lower East Side home. Then, as more of the critical consensus, consensus turned against her, Sturtevant withdrew from the New York art scene and produced very little from the mid-1970s to the mid-1980s. So she took about like a 10-year-ish hiatus. And for her, hi- her hiatus wasn't really an act of defeat. Instead, it was more of a proactive response to hostility she had encountered. And she felt that it had all undermined the power of her practice. She explained in 1989, "I don't thrive, I don't think I thrive on hostility, but I think I would fight it with courage. Her retreat also solidified the conceptual framework of her practice. So like the investigation of artistic originality, authenticity, and legacy, and it also enhanced the mystery that surrounded her personal life, which she kept so tightly under wraps. And Sturtevant has never really said much about what she did during her hiatus, aside from an oblique remark about playing a lot of tennis, which some saw as yet another copycat move, sort of an homage to Marcel Duchamp. Who, in fact, had start like back in his day, he had stopped making art so he could devote himself to chess. And she later clarified that the statement about her playing tennis could be interpreted literally. She used to take the train from New York to hit the courts at a friend's tennis club in Washington D.C., where her opponent was a man whose serve was too fast to return.
0: I think it is incredibly unfair for them to say that she was copycatting Marcel Duchamp when she was taking a hiatus. Like, yeah, clearly she's facing a lot of negativity. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a copycat move to be like, I'm just going to stop. Like, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, like at some point it gets to be too much that you yeah. you just need a break.
0: Yeah, you just need a break. Go need to go do something, and she chose tennis. Like that makes sense too. Like she had to let
2: her anger out somehow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Gotta hit them balls.
1: Okay. (laughs)
2: Interesting. All
1: right. Clearly, we're very mature.
2: (laughs) Guys, we're almost 30.
1: This makes us laugh. (laughs)
2: Don't, don't, don't.
0: we are not almost thirty. You can't say that. You can't say that. I look
2: forward to it. I hate being young. I want to be old.
0: No,
1: we're not even twenty-five. You guys, oh, half of us aren't even (laughs) twenty-five.
0: Not ready for for my life to end.
1: (laughs)
2: Calm down. Are we in the eighteen hundreds? Then that is a valid fear. We are not. Our life doesn't end till like at least. Seventy.
0: Yeah, but we're just like slowly moving there, and I'm not ready for it.
1: Be quiet. Aren't <laughs> you making that statement? Don't you like, have a fatty please... liver? Like, please take care of yourself.
0: I am. That's why I'm scared.
2: You. You, you, making... you still have time to fix that.
0: <laughs> I'm working on it.
2: Okay, okay. You know what? I shouldn't bully you. Yes, Martika.
1: I was going to say, what? Manchi making these types of statements about growing old and, like, whatnot always reminds me of her statement back in, like, toward the end of eighth grade. She was, like, <laughs> man, she knows where I'm going with this. I can see her laughing. <laughs> she was, like, man, we're about to enter high school, and then we have to go to college, and then work, and then basically our lives are over now.
0: she's <laughs> life is just perpetually always over. <laughs> Listen, i'm here trying to bar my soul to you guys about my existential dread and my fear of dying and you guys are just making fun of me <laughs> i'm kidding
1: i'm Amazing. gonna say it's been okay. almost 15 years <laughs> why are you not used to it
0: it's it's just it still haunts me like what happens like we're just because if you it what really terrifies me is the fact that like we're here for maybe 70, 80 years, and the earth's been around and will be around for billions of years. Like we were such a tiny, not even tiny, like minuscule, smaller than like anything, part of the entire existence of the world. And it's like, I don't know, that feels, every time I think about that, I'm just like, wow, I'm really staring into the void and the void stares back like it's just
2: well I feel like there's some freedom to that because like you're just a little speck you can do whatever you want that's all relevant like I don't like okay if because if you were bigger than what you are then you have this responsibility but because you're Chinese speck you don't have to care you're free you can do whatever you want in your time here in your little speck space
0: that's true I think I'm just too as much- Kanye said
2: I am a god you're your own yeah. god. Be okay. the change you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh-huh. This, is, this is Kanye before he went crazy. Okay? <laughs> Keep in mind. This is before the craziness. <laughs>
1: okay, Before his La Donda Academy or whatever. I think
2: it started before then, but <laughs> yes, before oh, yeah, ah, yeah. Before yeah. the big shift.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, back to Sturtevant. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, in the 1970s, she took that 10-year hiatus. She came back in 1986 with a show at White Columns, which is an alternative art space in lower Manhattan. And by then, the art world seemed more ready for her, having embraced a newer wave of appropriation artists like Richard Prince and Sherry Levine, whose after Walker Evans series were, which were photographs of Evans. Photographs, pictures of uh, pictures brought about a postmodern feminist land to the discourse about originality and authenticity. So Sturtemont said that her own work continued to be largely misunderstood, but added that Levine and the appropriationists were crucial in helping to clarify it because she was able to define herself in opposition to them.
0: Wait, what? So she's saying she is. The opposite of the appropriate appropri- appropriationists,
1: yeah. Which kind of contradicts, which like her, I guess her art style. Mm-hmm. But she called she liked to call it more of repetition and not
0: appropriating somebody else. Yeah, said.
1: so I guess it's more about like how she saw it versus how everyone else sees it. Mm.
0: Well, she's not on this podcast for me to debate with, so.
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately, she passed away in 2014. So unless her descendants come for us. (laughs) (laughs) She continued to make art through the end of her life. And her later pieces, like the 1998 video, Copy Without Origins, Self as Disappearance, as connections between her period of withdrawal or her hiatus and her unremitting interest in identity and originality and she also worked increasingly in video like I guess like in her later years of life she worked increasingly in video producing installations which was some incorporating footage shot directly off her television set that bemoaned what she saw as the deracinated human condition in the age of digital reproduction so she was like taking videos of stuff on her tv
0: yeah wow Um, that's very meta
1: (laughs) i was thinking about something like that today like man two of both books that i started reading today are terrible i only read like one chapter of one and then the other one was so Like, the story was a little more interesting, but it was so badly written that I stopped after, like, 12, 13. I don't think I'm going to finish it. But, like, it was about a movie. So I'm reading a book about this girl writing a screenplay to make a movie. And I don't know, that kind of led me to think, like, we see those movies about the characters making a movie, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I remember, like, um yeah like i i somewhere somebody made a joke about how hollywood really loves movies about themselves because it's like anytime a director is making a film about making a film kind of like la la land was a little bit kind of like that but um like spielberg's sort of latest movie um a lot of actually damien chazelle's stuff is like movies about movies right it always gets nominated for an oscar or get a lot of critical acclaim. Like yeah, Hollywood is like, wow, that's us. We're being represented. That's Oscar worthy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man. I look terrifying on the screen, you guys.
2: <laughs> she looks like that scene from the Blair Witch project.
1: I look like that horror episode that we did from the very beginning. Like oh,
2: the her hands reach for him or something.
1: Something like that.
2: Like the eBay painting?
1: Yeah, the eBay painting yeah, where there wasn't someone there, but there was. Like, that's what yeah. I look like.
2: <laughs> I was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, that's crazy. That was crazy. And then we all got scared.
0: Yeah, we yeah. really freaked out.
2: Manji was already in bed, so I she didn't have bed. to go. Yeah, you didn't have to go anywhere. I was in the fucking kitchen. I had to walk <laughs> in the darkness. Yeah. You
0: well, know what really freaks me out? Like, mirrors mirrors yes yeah when I live alone
1: in my Mm -hmm. old apartment I would flip it at night
0: yeah I wish I could flip my
1: yeah I have a mirror like directly in front of me because the closet is in front of me and I'm like so scared sometimes that like I'm just gonna look at it and get like so freaked out yeah I should have never put it up honestly I only (laughs) put it up like two months after moving into this room (laughs)
0: just put a little cloth on it
1: yeah maybe
0: i feel like that would freak me out even more because then it's like when i take the cloth off i'm like oh my god what if somebody's there in the mirror
1: oh stop scaring me guys i'm sitting in the dark like (laughs) i was about to say like
2: that wouldn't even cross my mind
1: (laughs) um for those of you who are wondering that scary episode that we were talking about it's called episode it It it's was episode 24 we came out with it in november 2021 it's called the where you're in for a scare and the alternate title was do not look up this art piece so yes yes yeah that was our first only halloween season but yeah
0: yeah i don't i think we just all scared each other a little bit
1: too much <laughs> that and our hiatus last yeah. year
0: <laughs> that's true
1: all right. So back to Sturtevant again. Um, during her last inter- one of her last interviews, she was again asked why she only went by her last name, and she said that it was an- another issue that people misunderstood. This choice had nothing to do with gender or politics, as some people have speculated. Instead, it was because of the word sound of the word itself and the sense of the force conveyed by the its three solid sil- syllables. So vaunt, she said. It's so strong. And she noted that occasionally a friend would make an audacious request and ask, can I call you Elaine? And she would say like, no, you can call me Sturtevant. So she went by Sturtevant in her personal life as well. Wow. Um, And the thing is, she, that's not even her own last name. That's her Husbands. Oh wow. Last name. So well, isn't it hers then? Since she like got married.
0: Yeah, but that was not it's not like her maiden or like
2: name. okay. Well, I don't know. You put up a lot with a man. So really that's her last name.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: At this point in life, it's hers.
0: But yeah, I guess it's interesting to Tika's point. It's like she made the decision to go by Sturgevant much later in her life. Like, at some point, it shifted for her, and she felt very strongly that she was Sturgevant. It's not okay. like, since I was young, I felt like my name, Elaine, didn't belong to me. Yeah.
2: Um, Were there, like, no interviews about that? Because I would inquire about that. I'd be like, so, what's this about your yeah. name?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to find the article that I read. I can't find it right now, but either her husband died or he divorced her. Which, if he divorced her, then I'm like, yeah, why are you keeping? Yeah, why are you keeping that husband? (laughs) But I mean, if he passed away before her, then I guess that also just makes sense. But, yeah, she seemed to have very, like, strong opinions or, like, she would speak her mind to sort of her person. That's why I was like, oh, yeah, that reminds me of Sahania. Hopefully,
2: <laughs> I uh, don't keep my ex's last name.
0: <laughs> no, I think you would force everybody else to
2: keep have mine.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm open to a hyphenated last name
0: open to a hyphenated last name that's as far as is willing to go
1: I like my last name okay
0: it is a cool last name
1: mm. this one person at work he I think he got married last year he took his wife's last name and like he recently changed it woke And yeah that's and like I was talking about this at lunch with a couple of people and one of the guys he's I think maybe late 30s or so I wouldn't mind doing that but the other guy he's much he's probably like our parents age he was like that's so He he's like that's so weird and like why would you do that and I was like uh <laughs> I don't yeah. know
0: yeah like why not
1: yeah
2: honestly I think the rule should be whoever has the cooler last name
0: mm. <laughs> what if you both think you have their cool last names
2: you can hyphenate it
0: yeah <laughs>
2: but my want- theory oh yeah go ahead
0: no go ahead to no, go
1: no no i'll go ahead <laughs> this I was is too say- polite this is like us trying to pay like no me i'll pay no i'll pay
0: <laughs> well i was just gonna say like at what point is the hyphenation too much like if we all start doing the hyphenated last
2: oh time. i see i see so somebody has like their hyphenated. name and then the hyphenated
0: <laughs> and then somebody else okay. some- is right like- so it ends
2: up with like four last names yeah. equals one yeah
1: hmm at That's that point to- you just choose one of the four you just
0: choose one. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're like let's, let's find a combination <laughs> yeah they'll always come like a wave essentially
1: make a new last name
0: <laughs> or i don't know combined. find
2: somebody who hates their family they'll easily adopt your last name <laughs> There you go.
0: that's the solution
2: no yes i'm I'm speaking from experience.
0: I feel like the other thing is if your family has no male individuals who are carry on the last name, you like you know yeah. like me and my sister right we're not we're not gonna carry on like our kids are not gonna carry on our last names. We should just force one of them to
2: <laughs> I was about I say I was like, I don't know, if I was in a situation, I'd straight up be like, my last name stays.
0: Yeah, because we gotta carry on
2: the line. Mm-hmm. Also, I think you have like a pretty cool last name as well. Thank you. So it's like I don't know if somebody came up to you and is like, "I'm sorry, but I'm very much comfortable with my last name." So yeah. if you have issues with that, just please let's stop this right now.
0: Yeah. Like I, I don't think I would ever <laughs> change
1: my name. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to. Yeah,
2: yeah. I kind of wished uh my mom gave me her last name oh
0: yeah it's I don't think it's too late I think you can still
2: change it it's no it's too much of a hassle for me in my <laughs> humble opinion because you have to like change all this paperwork <laughs> all this shit and then all my diplomas have my yeah. it's just it's easier this way yeah. yeah
0: I agree yeah
2: um but I asked her about it my theory then, yeah oh, go, ahead.
0: go ahead No, no no go ahead yes please talk Oh, I
2: think she's frozen. It's the player witch.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. You-
0: Whoa, she's cutting it uh, out. You, you... Wait, where are we? Sorry, go ahead. Uh
2: um, I was gonna say, I asked my mom why she gave me hers i mean not her like my dad's instead of hers She's like oh in case like when he died he could leave y'all something like y'all could claim it and i
0: was all like what is there to claim <laughs> there's nothing to claim well you never know
1: he might hit the or win the lottery and then uh-huh there you go <laughs> okay guys
0: you never know let's do some curves
2: okay manifesting yeah
0: there you
2: go let my mom um, sacrifice not be in vain dad
1: <laughs> so my theory with the guy who at work who changes last name is it, i feel he's I feel a like simp. he did it because <laughs> 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 have you guys all I'll say the last name but have you guys heard heard of the region in Germany called Hesse, like H E S S E? Yeah. And there were there was like royalty from that region, like yes. Alex of Hesse or whatever, and like because all of Queen Victoria's grandchildren yep. were spread all over Europe, and some of I her grandchildren been, came from that area. As we learned um,
0: for our social studies competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was thinking about that the other day too. I was like, dang, man, she'd have tried so hard.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I didn't read the book, so
1: <laughs> I think I read the book.
0: I think mean, yeah, I came she- in fourth and I
1: was like, man, yeah, what a waste of time. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to derail you.
1: Oh yeah. So my theory is that he changed his last name to that because maybe maybe she's like related to or like descended from royalty or something. And oh that- there's like something he could claim i kind of want to ask him about it like hey why'd you change your last name dude
0: yeah i mean i'd be interested i'd be interested he is going against the grain so
1: yeah i mean more power to him like i feel like a lot more guys should do that
0: <laughs> i feel like it shows he's very secure in who he is right mm-hmm. or maybe mm-hmm. he's a simp, like sandra was saying <laughs> huh okay
2: okay in japan like uh to what Manchi said that how her family has no boys they would adopt the the like husband that way the name could carry on so so you could adopt a whole ass adult
1: so maybe his wife is japanese (laughs) i feel like you could tell based on the last name oh wait yeah you're right <laughs> but um, I don't know why I said that <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were like yeah man conspiracy theory by Tika came out oh, no but I, but like when I learned that more like I feel like more people should practice that if the name really is an issue just like adopt the person that way it's officially their last name
1: mm-hmm. yeah uh, I don't know um back to Sturgevant again um One other funny thing that I found was that in 2007, there was an original painting called Crying Girl by Roy Lichtenstein. And I call it an original because this was just one print in an edition of identical prints that he made. But anyways, the original Crying Girl by Lichtenstein sold at auction for about $78,000. But then in 2011, just four years later, Sturtevant's canvas Reworking of Crying Girl, which is the only Sturtevant painting of its kind in existence, sold for about seven hundred thousand dollars, so ten times the amount, almost.
0: Yeah, I mean this, but this is like kind of supply and demand, right? Because there's a lot of Roy Lichtenstein, but there's not a lot of Sturtevant.
1: That's true, I guess. But yeah, so this episode we talked about Elaine Stewart She was an American conceptual, conceptualist artist. She's called the mother of appropriation art. And because she, I don't want to say copied, but like a lot of her work was, I guess, reproducing other works, but like adding her own touch to it. She ended up being vilified. And had to take a ten-year hiatus, and in that ten-year hiatus, she played tennis, <laughs> basically. So hey, still and she came back with a bang. Like she came back and still, yeah, made it work. Yeah. So,
0: hey, power to her. I'm glad we learned about her. Mm-hmm. I wish we did in class because that would be really interesting. I I actually think she would make a very interesting AP short answer, like AP art history short answer test question. You know. Mm-hmm. I also feel, I feel
2: like, I don't know, we focus a lot on, like, the ancient art. The ancient and, like, early 1900s art. We don't really focus on, like, 1960s and forward. Yeah.
0: Which, I guess, falls under
2: contemporary art. Yeah. Um, But I feel like contemporary art is just a little more interesting just because of how better record-keeping and interviews are with the artists.
0: Yeah, but that means... That also means there's less room for interpretation, right?
2: Mm, I wouldn't say that because people love to just say their opinion.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of hard to, if you already have what the artist says their opinion is.
2: Mm, Manchi, people do not care. Okay. <laughs> if if the cartoon fandom has taught me anything.
0: That's true. That's true.
2: People do not care.
0: That's true.
2: They're like, mm, I get that you're a creator and everything, but I like my headcanon better. Yeah.
0: No, I think you're right. But I think for the for the AP exam itself, then it's a little bit hard to give you credit for your own interpretation when there's like actually artists own words out there. Right. Mm. Or maybe we should just uh, restructure how the AP exam short answers. Artists. Listen,
2: I can't say anything because I got a two on that. So, OK. So y- y'all that passed the test, actually, <laughs> y'all mean, y'all can have an opinion, but I failed that thing.
0: <laughs> I Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they actually grade the answers, but yeah, I just, I feel like in their case, it must be a liability, right? Like if there's actually artists' words out there on what a specific piece means, then mm-hmm. you can't really write about anything else
1: yeah so in that case there is a right or wrong answer but
0: there's no like open to interpretation
1: Hmm.
0: well i mean for the sake of like arguing
2: <laughs> you can always be like okay this is what the author intended this is the official thing right but you but like at the end of the day you put it out there you can't really control how it makes somebody feel and people's reaction to it you know that's- so you can always so, yeah so you can always say this was the intent this was the execution but here's the interpretation now like yes i understand that this this and that like officially came from the artist and this was their official intentions but at the end of the day this is the reaction people had to it at the end of the day this is how people appropriated that artwork appropriated yeah. those intentions yeah so you could still you could still write about that like yeah you can't really go like here's how i interpret it but you can be, like, okay, based on, like, the official intentions, based on the reaction, and then through a combination of both those things, then I feel you can put your interpretation of the art.
0: Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just, like, a different grading rubric. Write like a different way of asking the question, and then a different grading rubric, and much more of like a, more like an essay, but then it's kind of your, yeah, I guess then you're just, I, I, yeah, I guess I don't have a good idea now of how they would structure the rubric, but I guess it'd be something similar to what a normal essay structure would be, right, did you talk about it coherently, did you hit on certain topics that are relevant to this painting, like certain techniques, or like messages general messages i don't know yeah i think you're right sandra wow i think it, is was this a first for the podcast guys <laughs> no not a first
2: okay a third <laughs> man has grown so much i feel like me too because i'm less reactionary
0: yeah we're, we're we're starting to find an equilibrium
2: yes i feel like there is a shift somewhere in the episodes where it's like us kind of like arguing and then now it's going like hmm maybe you're right yeah maybe we can talk about this like adults
1: (laughs) we've just mellowed out that's what the hiatus did to us i was gonna say maybe the hiatus was good all right if you
2: have any stories you would like us to cover email us at artdramalama at gmail.com Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon. And lastly, thank you for joining us, and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, llamas.
1: Bye.
0: Bye.